We should order hookers for him. <laughs> I'm sure their wives would approve. I mean, it's I'm only, sure they wouldn't say no. <laughs> it's, only, it's only being reasonable. That's a reasonable thing to do. Because I was going to suggest like a t-shirt. But hookers, you know, hookers works. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> hey there. Are you looking to take your family life to the next level? One where you're in charge and free to set your own hours? You've come to the right place. Each and every week, we share the highs, lows, ups, and downs as we grow our businesses from zero to hero. Welcome to the Nights and Weekends Podcast with Craig Hewitt and Ken Wallace. Is it pop? I'm ready now. Cool. What are you drinking? Uh, drinking wine. What are you drinking? I'm having a glass of milk, man. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Yeah, religious on me. I got hammered last night, so I'm trying to recover. Oh, nice. Because doesn't everybody just drink on a Monday night? Uh, it depends. Depends <laughs> on the business. Yeah. Um, yep. right. The wife had the ladies over last night, and there's like this hen party going on in my kitchen. There you go. There are 12 women here making crockpot dinners. So each... So they made 12 different meals times 12 portions that they could all take home and cook for their families and stuff. So uh-huh. <clears throat> each lady walks away with 12 dinners for the family. <laughs> but it's awesome. just like, so there's like, it's like a sweatshop. There was like a, a table with <laughs> three women. One of them had a baby strapped to her chest, cutting onions, right? They're just sitting here crying and drinking wine and cutting onions. And then the baby's just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then like on the kitchen island, they're cutting up meat and all. Oh, it was just crazy. So That's I, awesome. I figured, you know, I can't beat them, join them. So I yep. poured a nice, uh, pretty stiff drinks all night long. So Good for you. And then I puked last night. Oh, nice. Like a rookie. So what's going on? Oh, man, what's how's, going on? How's business? I feel like, I, I feel sort of manic um, with with business. Oh, sorry. Do you want me to record? No, I'm recording. You're recording, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel sort of manic with with business. Like we 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 get uh, really good, and then oh, we get busy, and then I'm just like, I can't, I can't, I just can't do it. Sometimes, you know, I just can't. Like, I can't sort of emotionally and from time perspective keep up with like. Uh, I'd like to do a podcast, but I don't know anything about it. And do I have music? Do I, you know, just, I mean, it, it's, it's why we're here. Right. But it, it's just, um, it's not the work I should be doing. And, and that's, that's kind of where I am right now is I, I, I'm at another sort of inflection point where we're going to be needing to bring on and you call them customer success onboarding, whatever you want to call it. But, but somebody to take from like, when I say, hey, we can do this, this, and this, and they say, wow, that sounds great, let's do it, to, all right, this is where you get music, and this is what you need for an intro, and this is how we're going to set up your site, and I'll go in and set up your site, and this is where, how we're going to submit the feed, and the feed's going to get approved, and you get the email, send it to me, and uh, someone else has to do all that. Right, yeah. Because it's it's easy to say, hey, we can do this, this, and this, and the team, once it gets going, like if we if we take a customer that already has a show, it's we we took a customer on about six weeks ago, and I haven't and I don't say this in a bad way. I haven't talked to them once since then, which is great. It means that part of the business is like one hundred percent rock solid. Yeah, all of the new customers talk to me, uh, and so I'm the bottleneck, you know, and mm-hmm. so that's bad. So um, looking at a couple of ways to to help. Um, more easily onboard 
customers and get them set up. Um, and we just introduced a new package uh, last week, which I think is a really smart package. So it's uh, three shows done uh, at like the concierge level and uh, new show set up, which was new show set up was sort of separate before, which didn't really make any sense. Like, why would you set up a website without any episodes? Yeah. Um, so so it's that and then we can roll you into a plan afterwards. But this is like the three episodes you need to get in the can and done before we submit to iTunes, um, and it's four eighty five or five hundred bucks. So that's kind of like everybody should go get that. Um, anyways, so if we have a listener who's thinking of getting into a podcast, and they're one of these people that are kind of high touch, they don't they don't even know how to start. Is this plan for that kind of person? Uh, yeah, I think. I mean. We have some customers that say, like, I've done it before. I just need the audio done. And when that's cool, I mean, that's like a one-off deal. But, like, yeah, if you're like, I run a design shop and I want to start a this, then, like, just sign up for that. And we should. Uh, the the sort of premise of the business is we should be able to walk you through A to Z of this. And when we have one new customer a month, it's no big deal for me to do that. When we have five, uh, it's really hard, honestly. Yeah. And yeah. I can see us having five for you know, the foreseeable future. Um, and, and so we're looking at bringing on somebody. It has to be somebody that's very savvy and somebody that I trust to take a very high touch part of my job. Yeah. Um, and we have that person within the business already, but that means we have to sort of replace some of their bandwidth um, and, and learn how to transition that. So, so it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a complicated thing. Um, and I don't know. I, I think, the nature of our businesses will keep having these growing pains, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, which is fine, but um, it really, I guess, in a productized service, that is the businesses. Scaling your personal personnel side to provide the service. Now, for you, are you finding that it's like you go from plateau to plateau, or is it just this constant, you know, annoyance kind of noise that goes on? Um, I think it's two different things. One is sort of like financially, it's kind of a straight line up and to the right. Mm-hmm. Um, from a personnel standpoint, it's definitely steps. Yeah. And, and the, cause the steps are kind of elastic. Yeah. Right. You bring on a new writer and we can start, we can suddenly do eight more shows. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, we need to make this kind of move and it's a big deal. Big, huge deal. I mean, this person's going to have a a bunch of responsibility. So, um, it it's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have because if we do it right, then it means we can go to <clears throat> ten new shows a month, maybe. Yeah. And if the rest of the business is there, then then that's great. You know, financially, that's great, and for the business and providing for the people that work for us, you know, providing a lot more, that's fantastic. So. It's just so. So the breakdown between the the levels of the customer between the experienced people who got a podcast. I just need you to take over the reins versus the people that need you to help them start. Yeah, ninety percent are. I want to talk to a microphone and have you do the rest. But I mean, are ninety percent already going or ninety percent? No, 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 new, new. Yeah, Mm. yeah. So yeah, it would be smart to have a yeah, maybe a couple of different packages for starters like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like so, where you're going. Obviously a good problem to have. We're not just sitting here twiddling our thumbs, but um 
you know, it's real. It's real, like <clears throat> real level of uh, me, me being the bottleneck and me kind of having honestly, uh, you know, a bit of an attitude about it. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be the bottleneck. I don't want to be responsible for like, I have to get this done for the business. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Not that I don't want to work because I do want to work, but I do want to like build and grow the team and get our name out and yeah, all these sorts of stuff. Ideally, but, um, you're, you should be in a place where you don't have any deadlines um, attached to the tasks that you're working on. For me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You should not have client deadlines, I should say. You, I mean, obviously, you're going to have goals, and I want to I want to do this marketing campaign and get it launched by this date. But mm-hmm. the client shouldn't be saying, Craig, are you going to do that thing? Craig, are you going to do that thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, it's, um, it's, it's almost nice that it kind of comes to a head every once in a while. Because yeah. then I say, all right, you know, should I get off the pot, flip or fly, we're going to figure this out and figure out a way to do it. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's uh, that's good, and you know, the, obviously, the business is growing. It's um, we have like a good amount of money in the bank, which is cool. Um, and because we've just been spending a ton of money on like marketing and ads and all this kind of stuff, so it's nice to be doing some of that stuff or doing all that stuff and having money in the bank. Um, so yeah, it's good. It's good. And then our 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 Europe travel sites are getting migrated to wordpress and are going to go live tomorrow so sweet pretty excited slash nervous about that um we're gonna do some cool things with them so so they've been uh monetized with adsense okay um and just ads or not just ads adsense and a couple of ad networks and we're going to um we're going to keep adsense because it's kind of the the elephant right there i mean they're just the big payers for ads yeah introduce a couple new ad networks um but i'm i'm seeing more and more that i think these are affiliate plays more than content and advertising plays uh for for actual travel so like airlines and yeah. booking, uh tours and hotels all pay percentages not just like flat rates oh. yeah yeah so uh you know uh TripAdvisor and Booking.com and Orbits and all like I don't know how much traffic will drive to those, but I think that is a chance to just take you know an ad site to a, a, a crazy level um, with a you know a pretty legit monetization strategy. Yeah, I like that a lot. So it's funny you know, you, you and I were talking offline about uh, Matt Paulson. And you know what he does with with his site and with with Market Beat, and it's just such a great model of like you build it and you build the engine around it, and it's all sort of automated and all this kind of stuff. And I I I am starting to see the the road we could take to get our sites there. It's not exactly the same, but yeah, I don't want to build exactly. Well, I do want to build exactly the same, but that's not that's not cool and that's not fair. But I think it's our little version of something like that. Yeah, we all want to build his business. His business is fantastic. His, his business is amazing. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> don't kid around. Yeah. If, hey, Ken, do you want to build Matt Paulson's business this week? Yes, yes, I do. Um, it's fantastic. It's a great example. I just, uh, you know, obviously doesn't fit every niche. <clears throat> you know, he's in the fin- financial sector. And he's worked really hard to get where he's at. But uh, you being in the travel space, I think there's probably tons, just like you said, tons of affiliate possibilities. 
Yeah, you know, I think that it, 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 and this is probably a good lesson. It's not just us bullshitting, but it's a good lesson that like uh, I, I think about like designing your business, like begin with the end in mind and like start with a viable business model. Um, I don't know that we started with one. We bought these sites, but it's ending up that, you know, we're finding a what I think is a good business model, but like catering to customers that spend money. Right. Yeah. Um, it is like a core tenant of of a, a decent business, and, and not just like travelers, but airlines and hotels. And I mean, they're not creating better airplanes or better hotels. So the only way they can make more money is get customers easier, mm-hmm. and that's through affiliates and advertising. So, and they're always going to spend money, and finance is the same way, really. You know? Yeah. Um, they're always going to spend money to acquire customers, whereas tech, you might run AdWords, but that's not how you're going to get most of your customers. So anyways. Yeah, I agree. I, um, I've got a lot of, uh, got a lot of experience looking at niches where, um, people don't spend money, (laughs) you know, getting involved in a niche where people don't spend money. I own a, um, sailboat site. Um, it's a group for, it's like an owner's website. So if you own, uh, a sailboat made by this specific specific company, which is now out of business. The owners always need information and you know all the archive stuff. Mm-hmm. And I used to own one of those sailboats, and so um, I had a relationship with the previous owner. And uh, you know, what kind he of was relationship. Were we talking about <laughs> uh, <laughs> internet uh, friends? We were on the same kind of message board, right? Okay, okay. And so most of the um, most of the people, and these are like my sailboat was a 1976, right? So these are older sailboats. They're aging. It's an aging fleet. And, you know, it's like the owners are usually 50s and up in age. A lot of them aren't very tech savvy, but they're savvy enough to get on like Yahoo groups or, you know, email one another and exchange information. It's like, hey, this part broke. Where do I get another one? Or, you know, hey, my 35-year-old engine conked out. How do I, you know, how do I repair it? Right. (laughs) And so the owner of the site had been just compiling a list of all the owners. So you write them, say, hey, I just bought this sailboat. You know, put me on the owner's list. And that way they they could keep kind of keep tabs on every hull number that left the factory. It was kind of, you know, a cool thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of different lifestyle groups have this kind of a, idea like if you own a jeep or corvette there's all kinds of groups you can belong to and anyway the the owner fairly fairly you know up there in age um he has been you know for a while like the caretaker of of his wife and she's rapidly failing health and Mm. it was just too much he just and it it really he wasn't like doing anything on the site right just once in a while he'd answer an email but he, he just couldn't even like he couldn't even open his computer and turn on email because somebody who's 80 years old, that's kind of like a task, right? you gotta, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they gotta like, you're not on email every day. I gotta go check the email. Just like you gotta go, you know, check the cable for the news, you know? So, um, he just reached out to everybody. Anybody want to take over the site? I just can't manage it anymore. And like nobody stepped up. And, uh, I, I finally had, I had my sailboat on the market. I, I was selling it and this kind of scammy guy, like probably searched the Yahoo groups that we're, we're on and said, Oh, there's a site for sale with the community. I'll buy it. And so this scammy Russian guy was trying to buy it and monetize it. And the current owner is just like, no, I don't want any part of that. Anybody who's, you know, a member of the group here can, can anybody take this over? I was like, well, 
and I can't promise to do a lot with it, but uh, this is kind of what I do by day as I <laughs> build websites for people. So I know enough to, you know, keep this thing running, this ghost ship running. So anyway, long story short, he just hands it all, all, all over to me. So I go transfer the domain to, my, to, to myself. He gives me all the logins, the FTP, and I'm watching the traffic for the thing. It's just... <laughs> Nobody goes to the site unless you're one of the, you know, 45 active members of this group. And it's just like, uh, yeah, here I'm thinking, boy, I could build a community. I could revamp the website, develop some content around this. You know, I'm thinking of all these techniques I know of. There's no money in it. There's just no money in it. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, I've got I've got a bit of experience chasing those kind of rabbits. The HIPAA thing. That was another one. People just weren't buying what I was selling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I think that's true. Yeah, and that's but, true. Yeah, I think yeah. Many entrepreneurs, you look at all their failures, and it's like, okay, they they chose to follow their passion first, and what they're looking at right now, it's like, okay, in my life, I'm dealing with these problems, so I bet there's tons of money in it, and that's just not always the case. So the travel niche, I love that for you guys. Are are you gonna? Are you hoping to kind of get a manager involved, like a customer success person, where you can just stay in front of the engine, help market it, be like the Clay Collins figure that is the voice of the new features, making sure that it's high in people's radars, and then just funnel it all into your back end, leave it kind of running on autopilot, and really concentrate on your, your content sites? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think you mean for podcast motor? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think um, not. I think I know that it it serves a fantastic need for a lot of people, and for that reason, I I, I love it. Um, and it's relatively stable. I mean, we've had five customers cancel in a year, uh, so that's that's decent. I think, um, and the profit margin is decent to where if I can, you know bring in someone else maybe i'll decrease my profit margin by a little bit but the thing is growing like crazy we i mean we're very fortunate to have a a good name uh, a really good name in the space and and if it was you know if it was drip or lead pages then i would be pouring everything into it but you know the thought of and it's not impossible right but the thought of having 200 customers to get it to where i would like you know my income to be is um oh it would just be a massive undertaking but 50 would be uh, great you know and and provide you know decent amount of income um and some things that we're doing uh, aside from the service side of it and you know the course and if we develop plugins and if we do other things and if i have the you know the travel sites and other things i might get involved in then you know that as a portfolio rounds it out really nicely um I was listening to Zero to Scale, um, Justin McGill, and and he's you know that he went from Leadview being a productized service to, uh, to de- developing a SaaS app around the same kind of idea, and is they're they're going to be sunsetting their service part of their business. Um, not that we're going to do that with Podcast Motor because the real value we deliver is the service, um, but but I do look at like if you deliver a service you also need to have a product to take it to the huge level yeah i think about the podcast space i've always thought that for a guy in your shoes that's doing a productized service it just makes a ton of sense especially because you're saying 80 to 90 percent of your new leads are beginners right 
They're just, they want to get into podcasting. I, I don't know why you, you don't have a, a course out there to lead them to that they can oh, purchase. Jazz, jabbing me. Yeah, no, I do, I do want to talk about that. I do want yeah, to talk well, about I'm that just saying, if, if, if I were just outside looking in, unsolicited advice, I would say you need to spend less human time per new customer that's in the beginner space and focus that valuable human brain sugar on the 10 or 20% that are the big money producers in the podcasting space. Um, so mm. that means, um, the, the raw beginners who don't even know which microphone to use, you have a course ready to go, you know, and maybe you take one of these new people aside and you give them a, a few Skype calls in a row and you just have the recorder going and you say, Hey, can I have your permission to reuse this advice for some other people? And you just, Maybe that's the the first you know zero version of your video course, your your Skype advice of how you get started. To record three sessions of that, boom, you have the start of it, and you can iterate and grow and improve it. <clears throat> that's that would be my advice. Because not like I asked your fucking opinion. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've got the uh, you've got the service end of it down, man. I mean, but you can't give the same level of service to the beginners that you do to like if Heaton and Stelly approach you to do a podcast. You just can't do it. You know, if Tim Ferriss came approached you tomorrow and said, "Craig, I need you to do my podcast," and then so you spend an hour on the phone with him and an hour on the phone with Joe Schmo from the middle of Ohio that wants to do a podcast. I don't know, man. So these things aren't equal yeah no it's true it's true um yeah i i think um I, a lot of things I, I i think there's a ton of money to be made in information products obviously um and, and a course is definitely in our future and i i am just lazy and didn't i wanted to have the the email series that we're going to send everybody ready to talk about for today. Cause it's going to be interesting to talk about. We're going to follow, I'm going to follow Brennan Dunn's sort of outline of how he launched double your freelance rate. He's got a f- amazing blog post about it. And I'll link to it in the show notes today. We're going to pretty much follow it. It's like a five or six part with a webinar and all this kind of stuff. And I might just do some recorded audio yeah. um, instead of a live webinar, but we're going to have a drip series and, it's going to be really interesting. It's going to utilize a lot of drip and their their tagging and and automation rules and all those sorts of things, um, which are amazing, by the way. Which are amazing. And, and this is and, not us blowing smoke up Rob's ass because it's just it, it just works. No, it's great. I mean, it's great. It's even talking back about the things I did to sort of recover non non active users. I mean, we we've cut we've cut five percent and reactivated ten percent of our uh, our giveaway subscribers nice which is huge i mean it's like three thousand people you know um that we're sort of you know playing with but any, anyways that's beside the point but anyways so, so the course is definitely going to happen um we're gonna we're gonna pre-sell it to validate it right and if no one buys it then you know i did something wrong and we'll either go try to sell it again or just won't do it um but also you know i have a hankering to to develop some technology because i think it's a cool thing and it's something i want to do um and once I get the service side of things squared away, then you know we'll go into some WordPress plugins. Probably, I think. Something I've been thinking about lately is, <laughs> and, and, and talking about Matt Paulson a little bit it, is like reinventing the wheel is for chumps, right? I mean, yeah. no, nobody should be reinventing the wheel. So, like, if you look at a WordPress plugin, um, the the King Sumo plugin is for sale right now. 
Mm-hmm. I'm, it's on FE International. I'm sure it's the King Sumo plugin. It's for sale for six hundred thousand um, dollars. Wait, wait, wait. You mean Sumo Me? Yeah. Uh, no, King Sumo. The giveaway plugin. Yeah, but that's made by the Sumo Me people, right? Yeah, yeah. They're Are selling. selling it off separately. I, I'm, I'm sure. It, it, you know, read the description on yeah. FE International. I'm well, there's sure a lot of competition in that space now. Yeah, yeah, but 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 I mean, yeah, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the point is like, don't go reinvent the wheel. Don't don't try to think you have like the next best idea. Just say, hey, this is a place where there's a lot of money. Talking about money again, right? This is a place where there's a lot of money. Uh, I have either a name or expertise or an interest in this area. I mean, Rob did it with Drip, right? Infusionsoft and Entreport and Aweber all existed, and did, Drip kind of made their place in the market. But but he easily could have said, email is done. The solutions are all out there. I'm going to go, you know, whatever. Yeah. Reinvent the wheel somewhere else and fail miserably. Instead of saying, wow, there's a lot of money here and there's a lot of people that are doing it pretty good. You know, for, you know, it's a, it's a bad analogy, but I could fork the existing sort of functionality of MailChimp, add a little bit to it and roll it out of something else. And then it's just a marketing job. Yep. So, so why not, why not just take that? And that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking, right? Is I'm thinking, in the WordPress plugin space, because it's a, it's a very so. Sort wait, of you want to buy King Sumo, or you want to just duplicate no, no, something no, like no, that? No, I just and, and that's just an example. But oh. like, but but my my thought is like Pat Flynn's smart podcast player, right? Yeah, great great tool. It's a beautiful player. It's a it's a a, a media player, right? It's not rocket science. No, and there's like a hundred of them that you can buy on like Code Canyon, a Theme Forest. You could buy, yeah, yeah. I mean, or just just you, just you can buy the fork. source code to build one yourself, right? Just taking fork and open source one. Yep. Hey, a, a guy in, uh, you know, wherever Croatia, to to style it and yep. then sell it for thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I don't know. I mean, this is stupid, right? But no, it's not stupid. But but not stupid. It it for me, right? As a guy who's never run a technical project, it's a great way to get into what I think I can do better than some other people is just sell stuff, you know? Well, yeah. Especially in the podcasting space. And we have a pretty solid name in podcasting. If you've right? ever read the story of Ray Kroc or the story of Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's, I mean, this, this example is all around us, right? Yeah. Like, why would you start Wendy's in a world that already had a Burger King and McDonald's, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, anyway. Because so, you can do it. You can make a square hamburger instead of round, right? Yeah. Put your daughter's face on the, on the sign. Yeah, it's... Anyway. There's there's something that Dave Thomas brought that was unique, just a little bit unique. You don't have to be number one, yeah, and and you can get out there and make a viable business out of it. Yeah, and so I might I might make King Sumo Part Two, right? That's pretty cool. I think um, with the cachet you've built in the podcasting space, you should also you you keep thinking about this idea and then like casting it aside. I still think you should make a podcast player that does a better job of stats on the back end. Yeah. Well, I mean, the problem is, and we see it with this show, is that nobody nobody listens to this show on the website. Well, it is a problem because it's a problem of of need, right? But um, I'm just saying, but that's a step you can, one. You can just build the sort of the, the API or whatever, but, the hook to, to let other apps. But I think you're missing the point. So we just talked about you could make a Me Too app and make money on it. Pat Flynn makes money on a web-based podcast player. So somebody has confidence that somebody goes to their website to listen to their podcast, and they pay mm. money for that. Yeah. Uh, I think they'd pay you money for that, too, because you're Craig Hewitt, and you know a shit ton about podcasts. And so not only are you selling to the people that do buy web-based podcast players, you're offering a 
you know, a couple features that are better than a Pat Flynn's, you know, um, podcast player. Yeah. <clears throat> and just, and that's just following your, your previous point. And that gives you money then to go on a further software adventure to let's, well, let's make a better RSS radio app to comp- you know, com- compete with all the other podcatchers that are for iOS and Android. Um, so, I mean, cause that's also not too hard to do. Um, and if you could do all those things and also roll in better stats, you'd have people flock into your door. Relatively speaking. Flock me. <laughs> Relatively speaking. <laughs> I'm not saying they'd be talking to you on the you know evening news or anything, but it's. Uh, I think that um, you could definitely sell some product that way in a space Maybe that you, you already know a ton about. Them a month. I mean, that's. I, you know, I don't. I honestly don't know what Pat. Well, you know, we could actually go online and look how many Pat sells in his public oh, uh, Excel spreadsheet. I do it right now. That's what it gets. <laughs> do it. Just go to his monthly income report. He'll tell you how many of those fuckers does he sell. Yep, I'm doing it. I know he gets a shit ton from Blue, uh, you Blue know, Host. I, I, I don't know him, obviously, but he sa- I, honestly, it sounds like a fantastic guy. Oh, so yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't mean to disparage I've him at all. I've never, ever heard anybody who's met him say, this guy is a, is a prick. No. I, he, everybody says, he's even nicer in person than you would imagine. Like, you just want to find a reason to not like him, and he's a great guy. But I'm saying, there's no way that it has all the features that everybody could want ever, you know? Um, while you thousand two hundred ninety seven dollars, yeah, this month, December, in December, down nine hundred twenty two dollars from nine thousand two hundred twenty dollars. Well, because he did a he did a promotion in November, right? I don't know. Yeah, so there was probably a spike. But anyway, well, what's he sell it for per? I mean, how many units is he moving? Uh, they are uh fifty bucks, fifty or eighty bucks, dude, dude. <laughs> Just yeah, no, I mean, uh, uh, no, no, no. Oh, sorry, it's a, year, it's a yearly deal. So eight or twelve dollars a month uh, billed yearly. Well, I'm just saying, um, there's room there for somebody else. Yeah, but uh, that just supports you, you know. And you may not be at all interested in that, but you know, just it supports your position that you know you could just find something like that that fits what your goal is. And is it a st- is it a step in your goal? I think that would be a yes. Yeah, and, and I think for for. Uh, people at any level uh, of the sort of experience spectrum, right? I mean, I would consider in podcasting specifically, we're middle of the road, right? Probably, you know, we're not John Lee Dumas, but we're not some people that have no idea how to get started. Yeah. Um, yeah. But man, I mean, even if you even if you have no street cred in a space, just say, all right, um, well, lead pages does pretty good, right? Uh, I'm going to go find an open source version of you know, Instapage or lead pages or unbounce and sell it. And remember, so tweak it a little, add a little of this and sell it. I don't, I don't see why that's not but, cool, but also don't think that you just have to build lead pages with the designer and all the features that are built in. I mean, back to the podcast player example, if you just start with that one little small pro- pro- product, you know, Pat Flynn isn't, I don't think fully taking the next steps to evolve that product. It hasn't so far. Whereas you could, you could, you could expand to a mobile app. You could expand to a bigger desktop studio that help, help people, um, mix down their podcasts, put in their sponsorship ads or, you know, um, record better intro outros and, or, you know, something that interfaces better with, with Ophonic right from WordPress. Mm -hmm. You can think of a lot of tools that people need that are add-ons, right? Um, 
if you if you go back to your lead player example, remember they or lead pages they started with lead player. Remember? Yeah, that's true. With yeah. with the with YouTube Clay Collins, skin, right? yeah, Clay Collins sitting there on his YouTube video, and he was sitting in his really kind of desolate looking place, right, with the spiral staircase in the background and the brick wall, and he's t- selling you how his new plugin lets you put a call to action button over a YouTube video. Yeah. And marketers were just like, "What? Give me that!" <laughs> yeah. And and then he started from there, and that was just you know, okay, all these marketers need these other things. Let me give them to them. Lead links, you know. Um, anyway, and then he he came up with lead pages too, and added that to the product. It's um, let's look at Russell Brunson. You know, for years he was just coaching on how to sell more of whatever it is you're selling, whether it be vitamins or books or you know whatever. And then he saw the commonalities and he came up with ClickFunnels, you know, and now he's selling the tool that wraps up a lot of his teaching. That's a great, uh, great book, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just finished it on uh, Audible. It's fantastic. Shit, it's, it's covered up in my stack of stuff here. Yeah. No, no, no. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the title. What's the title of yeah. it? Ah. Yeah, it's over here somewhere. <clears throat> we will link it up in the show notes. It's relatively scammy looking title, but internet business mystery or something like that. But, yeah. but it's yeah, no, it's it's very good. Uh, yeah, if you he gives away a lot of good information in his webinars too. You don't have to buy into the ClickFunnels hundred dollar a month thing. It's it's fairly expensive unless you're doing a lot of landing pages. Then it's it, the that they should pay for that service. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but. Um, he gives away a lot of great information about how to just get started. And some of it is like, look at your competitor's funnel. Like a lot of his businesses, he realized that, Hey, I'm not a very smart guy. You know, I didn't graduate top of my class. And so I went and I looked at a competitor and say, how's this guy making money? And then I went to his website and I bought his product. You know, he took a screenshot every step away. How does he lay out his products? How does he try to do upsells after your purchase? You know, all this stuff. And he just mapped it out on his whiteboard and says, I can do that. I'm just going to swap out and put my product in there, change the marketing message to match my product and see if yeah. it works. Yeah. And hey, it worked. Let's do it again. And, and that, he just keeps yeah, doing I think that. Iterating, iterating is, is undervalued, right? Underrated. Oh, yeah. yeah. Iterating is, I mean, you, you look at somebody that's successful, just like you're talking about, look at someone that's successful, figure out how you can add a little twist that's uniquely your own and where you add a little value and go with it. Yep. So, so I was downloading a copy of Ryan Levesque's book, ask, and during the checkout process, uh, modal comes over the screen and says, Hey, you know, I'm giving the, t- this, this book to you at cost. You just got to pay the shipping. But in exchange, can you just recommend two of your friends that might also be interested? And sure enough, you know, I I, I threw a couple of my friends under the bus, put in their email address. <laughs> but I was just thinking, for, for Mastermind Jam, why don't I do that more? Why don't I ask for the referral? Like, do you, yeah. ever, do you ever ask your customers for a referral? No, never and, have. And this, this flows from the train of thought of, you know, kind of modeling other people who are successful. I just mm-hmm. thought... What a great idea to build in, I won't call it virality, but it's kind of, it, it's like baby steps viral, you know, it's, it's just, yeah. a, it's a little viral. <laughs> it's it's yeah. a baby cold. You just got the sniffles. You didn't get the full blown thing, <laughs> but just like two people that might be interested in this kind of thing, um, whether or not they say yes, you know, I'll give you whatever the credit is. And then, um, I'm thinking I, I need to do that with mastermind jam. I'm I'm trying to think of what other uh talking about sort of modeling other successful 
similar businesses. Um, what other sort of best practices you can take away from from people that are already very 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 successful? Because I mean, you have you have the ability to and and with greater scale, your service will get better, right? Because yeah. your your critical oh. mass will. Will oh, lead man. to better matches. Traffic is um, the cure for a lot of my ills, and I'm not even talking about from the income standpoint. I'm just talking about better matches and, and leads to better outcomes for people, which may, will lead to more raving lunatics saying, "Hey, man, this really worked for me." Yeah, and you know those people that are leaving testimonials that are excited about it and really thankful for it that drives traffic. That helps me out a lot. So, if you were going to set up a Facebook ads campaign, you uh, you know one of the if you without uploading like a custom audience email list the 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 best way to sort of consolidate your audience is like similar groups yep trying to think who would you want to target what groups would you want to target funny you should ask that because i was just looking at that um and that's why i haven't placed my facebook ads yet because i'm i'm really kind of trying to study my um the people who have purchased right I have the best data about the people who have purchased because I know they've filled out a profile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two questions I don't ask, though. I don't ask if well, what your gender is. You know, if that's kind of useful yeah, in Facebook shouldn't, targeting. shouldn't matter, Well, right? it doesn't matter for mastermind groups, but it kind of matters for ads. And, and then I also don't ask um, what your age is. Um, so mm. are you 18 to 25 male or are you, you know... 50 to 60 year old who who's signing up for mastermind groups uh, i would i would ask that are yeah. you legal you're legally allowed to ask and you're not hiring somebody right i, can uh, ask. I would yeah. i would ask it and and not give it much weight yeah unless you're on either bookend yeah because 30 to 60 all the same yeah under or over that i, I a 65 year old's not going to want to be in a group with a 22 year old right even if they could be beneficial to each other, they're not talking th- the same language. There's a and- hidden hurdle there. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. And it's a very real thing. Um, yeah. I had the damnedest thing happen the other day. I get an email about uh, a conflict that happened during one of the mastermind meetings. And it's like, boy, this is totally off the subject. Sorry, but it's been kind of weighing on me. Um, when you brought up how, you know, old people and the young people probably don't want to be in a meeting together. You know, I, I, I realize I also don't ask what language you speak. Mm. Um, and the reason I don't, there's a reason for that. It's not an oversight. It's because I only speak English, right? So if I say, okay, we support Spanish and German and, you know, Portuguese, whatever, um, then I got to also be expected to support customers in those languages, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess right now there's this kind of un, unwritten understanding that you kind of have to speak some conversational English in order to get any use out of this service, um, which may or may not be true, but it's because um, I, I really can't help anybody in a customer support setting. Like this guy emailed me. Clearly, Eng- English was his not his first language for support. And I'm just thinking, boy. <laughs> how do i help this yeah, guy yeah that's tough man so anyway um so back on on target how does that help my facebook you know um marketing i think you should target fizzle they have a facebook group yeah 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 can you say um show ads to people in this facebook group yeah what how have i not yeah. seen that setting you uh oh, you, i suck at this 
It's uh, so as a segue, uh, there's two podcasts that you need to start listening to. One is um, Perpetual Marketing. Okay. And the other is The Art of Paid Traffic. Okay. I mentioned that one before. Both talk a ton about Facebook ads. Um, and we're going to drive a ton of Facebook ads to our course and to our, our plugins. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you can, when you go in and you set up a custom audience to, uh, and, and after gender and age and location, it's like the next group down, you know, people that are in a group or like a page or something like that. Hmm. Oh, and shit. Fizzle, Fizzle surely has a page. Yeah. If yeah, not yeah. a group. I, yeah, I don't know if they have a group or not. I know they have a page. Uh, a, but like... Or, or Pat Flynn even is a good oh, one, Oh, definitely right? Pat Flynn. He's got three groups? Yeah, three groups. Yeah, and all um, those... I mean, all those types of... And I love all those guys. I mean, the zero I to scale community. fucking grew up on Pat Flynn and Dynamite Circle and all that. Man, oh, yeah. Internet Business Mastery. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Tropical... And, and uh, just, just yeah. to... And you should make each of them a different... Uh, ad set yeah so i can track it so you can test versus yeah, yeah. i've been reading a lot of john loomer stuff right um and by by reading i mean i've been downloading and skimming a lot of his stuff because i haven't really had a chance to dig in mm-hmm. you know i hate getting information and then i'm just like i'm sitting in bed with my ipad right and so i'm not sitting there with facebook ads open and i don't have i can't I can't take action on it. So it's really tough to get actionable information that I, I'm not really sitting there ready to take action on. Yeah. So I need to just, I need to carve out like two days. I need to just like get a hotel room and just get away for two days and just fucking do it. <clears throat> but, uh, that's gross. That is gross. <laughs> Disgusting. The, <laughs> the, you know, you know, it's, I've gotten off to kind of a rough start this in 2016. First of all, let me just say 2016 has gotten off to a rough start. Why is everybody dying? Lead singer of the Eagles. Uh, Mick from the Tower of Power, the trumpet player from Tower of Power died. Oh, and oh, by the way, David Bowie died. Um, what's going on, man? It's the year of the rat, man. That's what ah, it is. It's fucking killing everybody. Why is it? Everybody I love is dying. Hmm. Anyway. Um, so. I want to talk about masterminds. Okay, let's do that. Um, and I, t- I take your advice because you're 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 the mastermind guy, and and it's very selfish because our group is facing um, a time that a lot of masterminds probably face. We've had I don't want to say six months of meetings, probably six months of meetings. Oh, I'm working on a blog post about. I think I know where you're going. Go ahead. And our our very sort of comfortable with what we're doing. We have we have some guys that are like launching a SaaS app. So that's like a holy shit time for this guy, right? Yeah. Um but but sort of otherwise it's it's not the like um monumental changes in our our knowledge and comfort with each other and our are looking at structuring our meetings some different ways and wanting to figure out the best way to do it so that we keep adding a lot of value every time. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. What what suggestions do you have for like uh after the honeymoon is over, well, during your meetings like well, let's this, because the, the, hot, the hot seat is not always appropriate. Not every three weeks do we have some holy shit to talk about. Yep. And let's, we'll kind of go through the life cycle real quick. So you, you get started the first meeting. It's just like, you know, getting to know you. Um, let me buy you a drink and, and hopefully we'll have a second date, right? Cup, cup in the balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so I call that the round robin. Everybody just goes around and talks for 15, 20 minutes. Um, and you agree on what the next meeting is and what your formats are and blah, blah, blah. Where are we going to keep notes? That kind of stuff. Second meeting and, you know, for a, a couple, a few weeks, you know, six, eight weeks, you, I recommend people do the hot seat format. Um, because it lets people have a longer format of setting to talk about their business and really feel like they're being heard. And it, it does two things. One, it really sets the table for, um, high levels of accountability, um, in that everybody feels invested in this guy's business so that they feel like that, you know, it's kind of a guilt trip. Like you don't want to miss next week because, you know, it's your turn to be on the hot seat, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But also, um, the guy that's talking longer during the hot seat feels invested and accountable that he needs to get the shit done that you guys gave him valuable advice on, right? Um, <clears throat> so you you showed up to your meeting on a Tuesday night or whatever, and you spent 45 minutes listening to this guy's case. That guy just got 45 minutes of free advice, basically, hopefully. And so he's going to feel a little more pressure to to take action on those things and and less likely to flake. Um, and you go maybe two cycles that way. Right. And so you guys are down to what? Three people in your group. Yeah. Um, but another looking, th- looking for a fourth, <clears throat> Yeah. looking for a fourth. If there's only somebody who could help you with that. Uh, so make a note that we need to come back to that, by the way. Um, the, the other thing that does is it kind of creates a bit of familial cohesion in your group mm-hmm. where, your um, chances of being a long-lasting group increase because um, you guys are a little bit committed emotionally to each other's success, right? So it's kind of like in your family at Thanksgiving, you may not agree with what Uncle Larry just said about, you know, whatever other opposite political party, but at the end of the day, you're still family and you want him to be successful in his life and, 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 and go on to do good things. And that's kind uh-huh. of the same way a mastermind group, right? He may be in doing a business you don't agree with or a marketing tactic that you don't think is the exact right choice, but you're going to help him through it and you're going to get through it and get to the next thing. And, and that's kind of the, the demeanor you, you got to get to in your group. So after you do a few rounds of the round robin, you, you're right. You get to a point where, the biggest thing that you're, you're helping out with is accountability from, from week after week. And it's, it's a lot like a therapy session, right? Um, so some weeks it's just like, man, you know, I had three kids sick. I didn't get a lot done or I crushed it this week. And you know, these are the major things, but then this other thing happened. So then you go through your goals and you help people stay focused on what's the one thing of the 15 things you just rattled off that really will move your business forward this week and, and that you can commit to and get it done. We can talk about next week and you keep people focused. And if you go into it with that mindset, even, you know, it does get into a routine, but it's kind of like having a, a personal trainer that you're, you're committed to, to meet twice a week or, or you have a gym buddy that you don't want to let down. Um, that's, it's kind of that thing. Some mastermind groups get to a point where, Doing that weekly, though, it's a little much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then they move off into either a bi- bi-monthly or a monthly kind of setting. 
where then instead of meeting every week for say an hour just to check in and do accountability, they all realize, Hey, we're grownups. We're going to stay accountable to our goals, but let's just meet once a month for two hours or three hours and really just deep dive into each other's progress. Because we realize in our business, you know, say it's an e-commerce drop shipping business, you know, not much changes week to week, but you know, as a month goes by, there could be a major issue that crops up that I need some advice on when I come back into the setting. Mm-hmm. So, if you're finding, and every group kind of has to f- suss this out on their own, but if you're finding that you have sus, <laughs> sus uh, research, you-, you need to research this on your own. You need to feel this out on your own. Yes, yeah, suss it out. You don't use you don't use that ter- turn of phrase. Suss it out. Oh, that's no. what my daughter, my five year old daughter, says when she puts her hand on her hip. What? She's sussing me. That's awesome. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't even know. Each, each group has to 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 figure this out on their own. They got to figure it out. Okay. And and I I think some of the warning signals are this: if you find people are flaking on meetings, it's like, hey, I got to I got to miss this week because such and such is happening in my life. But uh-huh. if it's happening like a ton, right? Um, if you're following like. You know, some there are some internet communities that give you kind of like worksheets and stuff your group can follow. I don't really do a whole lot, lot of that. Um, some people think I should, but um, and a lot of these rule sheets you'll read them. It says if you miss more than two meetings, you're out of the group. You know, yeah. and yeah. you know if you're not ready this meeting and you didn't get done what you said you're going to do, if that happens three times in a row, you're out. You know, that kind of th- thing. I, I think that's bullshit, right? We're adults. Treat each other with respect. Treat your time with respect. Respect each other's time. You don't need that kind of stuff, but. Maybe some people do that need that stuff. So um, that's kind of what the first couple meetings are for. If you need those kind of rules, um, you know, send me an email. I can give you a worksheet, but uh, I, I just don't think it's necessary in a, in a world of, if you're going to be successful as an entrepreneur, you don't need three or four other entrepreneurs holding your feet to the fire to do your own, you know, to be successful. Damn it, Craig, if you're not successful, you're out of our group. You know, it's like, shouldn't, shouldn't that be the goal in and of itself just to be a success? Yeah. So no, I, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. But, well, that that's one of the warning signs that, you know, something needs to change, right? So the urge, like even if in yourself, if you feel like an urge that, you know, my time is better spent elsewhere this week, you really got to get to the bottom of that quick. Don't just start flaking out on meetings. Really ask yourself, why do I have this urge? Do I Am I wanting to miss this meeting just because I legitimately... Um, just, you just need to miss one meeting that happens, but am I avoiding something? I think that's a question that's, um, you need to think about yourself, but also bring it up to the other members in your group. And it's perfectly valid to say, you know what? Um, I need, you know, I need to step away and do something else for a while. Um, it's been, it's been real and just excuse yourself from the group. Um, uh, we're, we're, yeah, we, we had, uh, our meeting today. It was one of the, I think one of the best meetings we've had, um, but we really, it was sort of just sort of timely too, right? We had like someone in the hot seat and it's a really sort of like uh, pivotal time for them. Yeah. So we got to talk a lot about that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, when it's my turn in the hot seat, I mean, I have this this you know, sort of project management stuff that I need to talk about. But that's, you know, yeah, I mean. So I have been avoiding getting into another mastermind group for a while. So I was in a mastermind group. Um, and then I got into a different mastermind group and then that one kind of fizzled out and I've been avoiding trying to seek out a new one because I'm just so busy. And frankly, I'm the flakiest guy as far as time, you know, that from trying to schedule these podcasts, like 
there's a lot of shit in my life that comes before this, right? And, you know, everybody has this to varying degrees, but I'm just uh-huh. like, I never know if I can do our podcast at 9.39, Tuesday, Friday. I, I just don't fucking know in advance sometimes, right? Um, and so I've just been avoid because I don't want to be the guy that's always missing meetings and flaking. And, you know, if I only get five or six hours a week, do I need to spend an hour or two in a mastermind group to talk about the shit I need to get done? Or should I just be spending that hour or two just doing the shit? You know, <laughs> so I struggle and, with and this. And I think, no, 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 I, I, no, I do too. Yeah. But, but I think the key is it, you have to make it worth it. Yes. And you have to make it worth it for everyone else. And a little bit of it is you giving back to your group. But, but even like today, I mean, I didn't talk about myself, but for five minutes. But as the other people were talking, I was like, oh, that's me. Oh, that's something I need to work on. And when I was giving advice, even I was like, well, you know, you, you probably should walk the walk. Yeah. Uh, instead of just being a badass yeah. uh, on the phone. Um, so I think it's like a lot of things you get what you put in it. Um, yeah. Well, you know, well, I bring that up because I recently was invited to join another one. So one of my groups, two people dropped out of the group and they're left with two people. And they're like, hey, you know, we've been talking me and this other guy and we kind of think you'd be a good fit for our group. And, and I'm just immediately like, fuck, no, I can't. I just I can't commit to that. Right. And and they're like, yeah, but you know, hey, we finally found a fourth person. That we're just going to meet tonight. Just just come to the kickoff meeting, and we'll do it. And so I'm like, fine. <laughs> it's like I, I really yeah. and I, I I I and I didn't just internalize this. I actually typed it out in an email and in this lecture. I'm like, look, I'm I usually avoid these kind of things because I'm bad at this. Because and it's not that I'm bad at participating in groups, and I I actually really get a lot of value out of masterminds. I just really limited it on time. So if I get five or six hours a week or ten hours on a good week to work on stuff, the problem I have is I don't know when that free time is going to be ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to just say, okay, every Wednesday night, and. Uh, her feedback was like, well, maybe this is a good exercise for you. Maybe this will help you prioritize things that help your business. And I it's like, okay, fine. You're making really fucking good arguments. So no, and I, I think, I think that, well, a couple of things. One it doesn't have to be every week. I, I don't think that especially a uh, certain nights and weekends types yeah. are doing enough to make a huge difference from week to week. Yeah. So I don't think it needs to be every week. But the other thing is it does put the onus back on you for two things. One is, showing up to make it worth it for everybody else including yourself and also doing really important shit in sort of one less hour a week or one less hour every two weeks to to have something to to contribute oh yeah and and to add and that's how i mean that's just how i think about it for myself it's like i showed up today we haven't talked in two weeks uh i had some decent stuff to talk about yeah but but I, i think i added more to to the other people that were talking maybe um and when the time comes around for me to be on the hot seat, they probably will feel the same way. Yeah. Well, maybe you guys should move to two weeks or a month. No, we are. We're, we're yeah. going to move to two weeks. I mean, um, there's no like badge you're going to lose or, you know, there's no wall of shame that you're going to get put on for not being a weekly group. And it was a totally sort of organic conversation. Just, hey, you know, we, <laughs> we're we at a point where we're very familiar with ourselves and our, our businesses. We're not having these sort of like, you know, monumental changes every week. So why not? Yeah. Well, and so I've had two meetings in this new mastermind group, but I've, I've, it's really, um, helped me understand that 
the good outweighs the bad. So yeah, I am taking some of the time I would have worked on my business and put it in the mastermind group, but I really get more than that hour of benefit out of it. And I realized that me working in my basement nights and weekends, occasionally talking to you on the podcast, I kind of get stuck in my own head a little bit, a little bit paralyzed because with all the options and it's fucking fantastic to have people to bounce the ideas off of people to, to kind of, you put the ideas in the crucible, see what boils out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is the one thing can, you know, yeah, you could do all those 30 things, but just do this one thing and then we'll take the next step. And I, I give other people that advice, but it's really hard to, to, to quell the voices in your own head. And, um, did I say quell? Holy shit. I've been watching too much hunger games. Amazing. (laughs) Quarter quell. No, I, I just, I, I, you know, I, I think that, I mean, you, you said a lot of good things there, one, but the biggest one I think was really uh, finding the next thing to do. Yeah. Um, it's funny, Dave and I recorded a podcast episode last week, and, and, and after we recorded it, found out that my audio was fucked up, but we talked about uh, sort of dreamlining, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in, in the context of the, the mega Powerball jackpot and like if you won <laughs> one and a half billion dollars what would you do and yeah and, what's your life look like and then how can you dreamline yourself to something that's really close to that yeah you know and it's sort of you know so cool thing and, and it would have been a cool episode but we're not going to redo it but um the biggest thing with with dreamlining is like you dreamline at like seven o'clock at night and you you send those two emails or you make a reservation to do something or you you fucking Get the momentum going so that it can start snowballing because otherwise there's a very good chance you'll do nothing. Yep. Um, and and the, the one thing I'll, I'll say, not the one thing, one of the best things about our, our mastermind group, and it's been totally organic, we, we always sort of have a hot seat and give our, our you know, two cents or whatever. We always have a at the next meeting XYZ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 fantastic advice because and, and it's and it's we don't write it down, but it's sort of like the honor system or whatever that you know at the next meeting I'm going to have done this or I will do this or I'll have a talk about this. Um, and, and I think that if you get nothing else out of a mastermind, it's a sort of social pressure of like, oh man, I told these dudes that know everything there is know about my business. Uh, I'm going to you know be there and show up next week. Hey, let's talk um, about that for a second. In your mastermind group, have you ever felt a reservation about sharing details about your business? No. Yeah, me neither. No. I mean, there's there's two. Well, there's there's only yeah. There's two things I don't talk about to anybody. One is my family. Really, you know. Yeah, uh, I know that because when you first added me as a Facebook friend, you gave me the business account. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I, I don't do Facebook. For personal, though. well, so yeah, I just, I'm just saying. I just don't do it. Yeah, um, I don't talk about my family to to you know people, uh, and I don't talk about how much money I make. Yeah, and, and my you know nobody knows that, and that's but but everything else is fair game. And I think as an entrepreneur, they know how much money podcast motor makes. They're the only people that know. So, well, the reason I bring it up, I had somebody actually ask me. It's like I don't know if this is right. I, you know, I, I don't think I can trust these guys with with my data. And my my answer was, you got to remember they're people too, and they are trusting you with their information. Yeah, they're not going to fuck you over with your information because they don't want you to fuck them over with their information. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> I mean, we're all anteing up here. You yeah, know, everybody's no doubt, putting man. your shit in the middle of the table, and then we're going to talk about it. Um. 
you know, in, in our mastermind group, we quickly got to the realization, we're just going to skip the hot seat altogether because we're all in a kind of a place where right now it doesn't feel appropriate. And this is another technique that works. Just do the round robin. And if your group is really getting a lot from accountability, you know, partners, then um, riff on that. Keep that going. And don't think that you just need to have monumental success or struggles to talk about, you know, every, you know, every week. And then somebody's in the hot seat. How about this? Just do the, you know, the round table every week. Everybody gets, you know, if it's an hour, 15 minutes for a four person group. And then feel free to raise your hand. Hey, I'm going through some shit. So, hey, guys, next week, can I just, you know, can I have a longer set? And, and, uh, and can I take the hot seat next week so we can really go through my hiring issue I'm having or, you know, my developer screwed me over and I really just need to work through this next week, next week when we meet, can, can I have the hot seat? And that way you're asking for help. You're raising your hand. People are more than willing to let you have some extra time once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's another very organic way to do it. So then your expectation is every week, these are my accountability partners. They're helping me decide priorities and stay accountable to my priorities and stay focused. And if the shit hits the fan. And then then they're if the shit hits the fan, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've kind of gone through that sort of thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Because I get it. So there's, that's kind of some of the customer support emails I get every single day is, okay, I'm in these meetings. What should I really be getting out of this? Because it seems like everybody in my group is all kind of at the same level. And I worry that we're the blind leading the blind. You know, there's no expert to tell me definitively, here's the thing that will make you a million dollars. So if if I don't have that expert in my group, then what the fuck am I doing this for? Right? That's the feeling I get from some customer service emails, which tells me two things. One, perhaps I didn't set the expectation correctly, right? Mm-hmm. This is not a seminar you're going to where you're going to learn the secrets to making a million dollars. However, you should be getting accountability. Your group should be holding each other accountable for your, um, to your success, to tasks that lead to your success. And um, they should also be there in case of some kind of emergency, some kind of issue, something that you need to talk through um, to go, th- and go over in, in kind of a hot seat format. Uh, my suggestions as far as meeting style and how long each person talks and stuff, that's all just to get the conversation going and to eliminate some of that awkwardness of, oh, you go first. No, you go first. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, <laughs> you need like version 2.0 recommendations. Yeah. At the end of the day, you really should say, okay, I got all this shit I could do. I need to boil this down to the one thing that moves, moves my business forward. And how, you know, how can I do that thing? between now and the time we next meet yeah and then next time we meet fucking ask me if i got it done and if i didn't why and if i did we high five you know and and you move on you do it again and then you look back on that 12 weeks later and that should have monumental impact on your business you know that that period of just you know raw focus Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. it's not any one suggestion usually that leads to these huge improvements in your business it's that body of work yeah so I have uh, two things I want to talk about. Uh, one is WP Engine. Okay. Fantastic. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, I, you know, so I, I started with Bluehost, just like most chumps do. Uh, and then I went to Media Temple. Okay. When I started Podcast Motor to get what I thought was better shared hosting. Okay. For our content sites, we get two and a half million views, visitors a year. So it's just like, you know, can't have chump hosting. No, yeah. Oh. Dude, ah, uh, fucking, I mean, WP Engine is, uh, it's another level. 
that's uh, Jason Cohen's group. Oh man, yeah. I mean, it's it's you have development servers and staging servers all within your sort of world. Yeah, I love like that. A but- it's just a button to say, all right, you know, this is push this to line. Yeah. I know push it up to production, and it's just like. I'm just getting into it because the team has been working on uh, transferring the sites from Drupal to WordPress, and they're they're done. We're going to set them live tomorrow. But oh man, it's just amazing. Yeah, and, and by the way, if if you're making major money from a website, um, money that's you know profitable. If your website is profitable, there's no reason you should not have a development and a staging and a production version of your website. Totally there, there is no reason that you should be making changes directly to the live copy that your customers are seeing, you know, without some kind of buffer. That's just amateur oh, hour. And I, and I raw dog podcast motor all the time. Raw and dog. it just makes me nervous. <laughs> like, you know, you know, didn't my, my dumbass in there and, you know, functions.php and I'm, t- yeah, yeah. <laughs> every once in a while I screw it up and miss a semicolon and I just got to go reload, you know, the 2015 theme in in my control panel and I'm just feel like an idiot, but yeah. Um, no, man, it's, I did that to mastermind jam. So I revamped the homepage and I, I I did a ton of rewriting and put the new pricing tiers up and I did this all off to the side. I had a page that was like a hidden, you know, security by obscurity where you just have a random, you know, Ken bunny slippers, you know, mastermindjam.com slash Ken bunny slippers. Nobody's going to go there. Right. So that's where I was fucking around. But just in case somebody did get here, I put a no index in there. So I didn't want Google to fucking index that. Right. And, and then I pushed it live. So I swapped out, you know, the, the slug and I sw- swapped out what is the fixed homepage of this theme. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, you know, high five myself, went to bed. And then just the other day, you know, one of my customers um, emailed me a great review, a breakdown of, you know, what I should do next in marketing and, you know, some great things. And by the way, this is a customer who asked for a refund, took time and write almost a thousand words of, of awesome things I should do. That was like really a kind-hearted offer to help. And here's my cell phone number if you need any help. Blah 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 blah. And one of the things was, why do you have the uh, the no index on your site so Google can't index your fucking site? <laughs> nice. And I'm just thinking, ah. <laughs> that's awesome. Amateur man. hour. So yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that's what happens that's awesome. when you're working right on the on the live copy. Um, so I need yeah. to stop doing that. I don't do it at uh, work. I don't know why I thought and, and I could do it. You know what, dude? With WP this. Engine is not expensive. Not, not if cheap, you're making money from your website, right? It's not cheap, but it's not expensive. I mean, we, we make good money from these sites, right? But we're going to pay $200 a month, I think, for the, the fucking badass $249 a month for the 400,000 visitors a month plan. Right. Hopefully, 25 that's less installs. Than, is that know. less than 20% of your cost? I mean, oh, it's, yeah, 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 it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah then yeah. it's a no brainer, right? If, no, yeah, if you've got silly. a website like, silly. well, let's take Mastermind Jam, a site that makes, I'll tell you, $400 a month. Uh, no, you should be on Bluehost, right? I mean, that, that's where podcast mode is. No, this, it's on site five. Okay. Same place our podcast website is. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to spend $200 a month on Mastermind Jam yet. I can't. Um, but I need to. <laughs> it's like, there will become a, a, a shit or get off the pot moment where it's just like, okay, are you a pro or not? You know? Yeah, when you get 100,000 visitors a month, then you're... Oh, yeah. Then- you, you need, like, what, a dedicated server or, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, all right. It's been a fantastic experience. experience. Uh, and they have, like, we'll migrate your site for you. And, I mean, it's just fucking... It's like 
it's like when you go to Nordstrom's to buy clothes. Yeah. Like, oh, this, is, you know, this is great. This is, how, <laughs> this is how real people live. Yeah, Nordstrom's where you get the personal consultant, the personal shopper that helps you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great. Uh, the other, you know, the other thing I think we should talk about: um, bootstrap with kids. <sighs> yeah, and and I just uh, all all I think I that I want to say is uh, it it is a fantastic show. Anybody who's into podcasting in this sort of world we live in should go listen to the episodes um they're they're both great guys i've talked to them both sort of offline um i've not met either one of them but i look forward to meeting them at microconf um and you know i hope i hope they find a way to continue sharing stuff with us because i love just listening and talk but i totally understand their decision to say you know hey it's not a simple thing for us to do every month or every week um and and hang it up. So, you know, hats off and kudos to them for a great show is really kind of what I want to say, I guess. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I want to say. Thank and their, you. Their decision is whatever. It's great. And, and it's right for them, but it's, they had a, they had a great show. Yeah. So to, I mean, that sounds cryptic. We didn't say bootstrap with kids is ending their run. So they announced it. This isn't, we're not cracking a story here. They announced it in episode 118. It's going to be their last episode. So their first episode launched February 12th, 2013. So, you know, just under three years of a fantastic content, right? And mm-hmm. not just actionable tactics. Where There were some, a lot, I'll say. But it's like the, um, they really let you get to know the people. And, uh that's that's a that's a big part of it for me so you know thanks guys breck scott and uh, we'll have some beers in microconf but uh, uh i'm gonna miss having that in my podcatcher here on my phone but uh um uh, we will find a way to stay in touch um so it we brings sh- up we the should, other question we should order we should order hookers for them <laughs> i'm sure their wives would approve i mean <laughs> It's I'm only, sure they wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah, it's only it's only being reasonable. That's a reasonable thing to do. Go right to the hooker level. Um, because I was going to suggest like a T-shirt, but hookers, you know, hookers works so much better. <laughs> so much better when you when you're ordering it for someone else. Like yeah. someone knocks at the door and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, no, well, it's great. like when you make a salad, right? Salads taste so much better when somebody else had made them, right? I yeah. make myself a salad. It's like this tastes like fucking. I'm eating my lawn, right? But if my wife makes me a salad, it's got fucking shaved parmesan on it and fucking little pomegranate seeds sprinkled on it. It's like this is a work of art. Same thing with hookers. Somebody else orders it for you. That's <laughs> uh, no, great. That's. No, uh, <laughs> That is an excellent. That is an excellent place to uh, to wrap it up. I think. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, I uh, listened to episode one eighteen of Bootstrap with Kids. If you want to know why they're calling it quits, um, it brings up some good um, thoughts about how do you know when to call it quits? You know, like how long has Startups for the Recipes been going on? Fucking forever. And th- you know they've gone through similar, should I say, um, rifts in their respective levels the business levels and it's kind of yeah. something that you and i are going through it obviously a way different level but you know starts for the rest of us is on 272 episodes you know and right now mike and rob are not really on the same page as far as business success or the journey i should say you know what i mean um but 
they're still cranking out fantastic content. Whereas, you know, Scott and Breck said, you know, I don't know, we're just on different trajectories and uh, engagement's been down, downloads are down. Um, we could, you know, do something better with this two or three hours a week. So why are we still doing it? And so they said, let's just not do it anymore. So I don't think either decision is right or wrong. Yeah, totally um, agree with that. Yeah. All right. Well, so for listeners out there, all six of you, um, your call to action is, you know, we expect you, we require of you that you'll need to go in and send us an email at questions at nightsandweekendspodcast.com or drop us a tweet and say, you know, you guys have jumped the shark. It's time to end it. We, we, we ask you to respect us enough to help us euthanize us if we're just if we're, if, if we're of no value anymore um and on the opposite uh, I note think, i think we have plenty of uh plenty of legs to go but i would like to yeah. hear from you for sure well yeah i mean if it gets to that point you know like like i told my kids that someday you're just gonna have to push me out on ice flow like the you know the eskimos do to their elderly you know when they just have no use anymore <laughs> and just push me out on the ice flow and just wave goodbye so um uh, but on Weeps. the opposite note if you're getting any value out of these episodes um I think feedback is crucial to keep people wanting to put a microphone in front of their face and talk about shit that, <clears throat> I don't know, really doesn't have to be public knowledge. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, the fact is I think you and I, uh, you and I get, a, I get a lot of benefit out of talking to you and we talk offline on Slack um, a lot, but I hope that even if we don't say anything that's useful, which I think we probably say some useful stuff, we spur thoughts and you know you guys that are listening to say, oh wow, that's fucking me. I should think about this, or I should stop being a bitch and do this. Um, not necessarily exactly what we're saying is super useful and going to be earth shattering knowledge for anybody, but but might incite some perspective. Yeah. So uh, one of my mastermind group people called me out when I was talking this week, and. Uh, I, I asked him, I was like, how do you guys stay focused when there's just a mountain of stuff you could do and there's no way you could get to all of it? How do you stay focused? Because a lot of times I just get overwhelmed. And he pulled out a post-it note he put on his monitor after listening to some, something I said. And it said, will this make the boat go faster? <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, you're throwing that right back in my face. So um, for serious, I think in 2016, Craig, I need your help with this. I need to stay accountable so before we wrap up today because i know we've talked a long time tonight um i'm just telling you i'm working on a lead magnet for mastermind jam and it's gonna be the first of many i've got about well not about i've got exactly 12 planned and it's just small pdfs that i can jam out in a weekend um to help people move forward in different areas that i can um, drive content to I can I can use them as um, I can use them in ads and I can use them in, in a lot of different ways but um, kind of the, the hub and spoke model here I need something in the hub of all this traffic generation I'm trying to do mm-hmm. like why should people come here I can't just um, you know all the best teaching says you can't just put up a Facebook ad that when they click the call to action they go to your homepage because they're basically starting over, right? But they need a call to action that speaks directly to the ad they clicked on. Um, so that's what I'm working on. So by the next time we talk, I will have 
one lead magnet out and published to the world. Uh, and I'll just, uh, not to throw a monkey wrench, but it really ties in. Uh, the, the best conventional thinking these days, I think, is to send Facebook ads to a, a blog post that has a lead magnet in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so get you lead, lead boxes or whatever. Yep. And get your lead magnet in the blog post with lead boxes and run Facebook ads to that blog post. Yeah, whatever the Thrive equivalent for that is. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Thrive leads. Yep. Yeah. Um, Do it. And uh, that's that. Uh, I didn't mean to gloss over that, but that's exactly my strategy here. Yep. Yep. Um, so I'm also this year. I'm really trying to stick with just in time learning. Like right now, I really need to dive into. <clears throat> I need to figure out how to run a successful Facebook ad campaign and drive traffic to this very first blog post, which leads to a lead, right? So that's that's what I'm learning about right now. Last week, what I was learning about, UTM codes. I was doing my UTM codes in my links all, all fucking wrong. Um, there's a great course I took. Um, I can't remember the name of the website right off the top of my head. There's a It's a five-day email mini course teaches everything you need to know about UTM codes. Nothing more, not a huge sales pitch, nothing more. Just here's what you need to know about UTM codes. That's great. And UTM codes are, are huge, man. Yeah, I mean, it's like the core. It's the foundation. And um, so anyway, it was like a very simple thing. I thought I knew everything about. I was putting all kinds of weird parameters in my shit, and um, none of it was really of use. So um, I got that all squared away. So this week I'm learning, um, I'm diving into Facebook ads. And getting my lead magnet done. Uh, yeah, look forward to it. I, I I think 2016 will be the last good year of Facebook ads, so get it while you can. Really? You yeah, see they'll be just like AdWords, be overpriced. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, you know what? I saw. So I'm, I'm looking at various keywords around the space that I'm in, and there is a little competition on Facebook right now. There's like no competition on Google. There's like one. Um, consistent advertiser on Google that buys ads very cheap. Mm. So that could be the that could be the flip, right? As everyone goes to Facebook and then Google gets cheaper. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's very niche specific. So you know your mileage may vary. Yeah, interesting. All right, man. Uh, talk to you next week then. Yes. All right, man. Peace out. All right. See you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Nights and Weekends podcast with Craig Hewitt and Ken Wallace. To stay up to date and learn more about balancing your family and your startup, visit www.nightsandweekendspodcast.com. We'll catch you next time.